With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abbafe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. It is our number two of the Lombardi line coming to you guys from the DraftKings Network. Femi Abebefe hanging out here in downtown Las Vegas at the Circle Resort and Casino. Michael Lombardi in the great state of New Jersey. Fun first hour. We will have a fun second hour breaking down the 13 games here on today's slate in week three of the National Football League. And Michael, let's kick things off with America's yeah. team down in the desert, the Cowboys at the Cardinals. This used to be one of those games Your back team. in the nineties where it was, it used to be like 80% Cowboys fans in this game in the nineties before the Cardinals built up a fan base. I'm sure well, there'll still be a lot of Cowboys. Be? I, I'll say 60. I'll say I mean, 60%. Who's coming, to watch, who's coming to watch the Cardinals? I mean, who's, who's coming to watch <laughs> they them? Play in, tough. In, in, they've in covered, they've covered the last Phoenix. couple of weeks. <laughs> they've played well, I mean, Yeah. <laughs> They've, they've kept games close, but of course they are 0-2 here with uh, Josh Dobbs, Jonathan Gannon in his first year as a head coach. But right now the line is Dallas 13-point favorites, total sitting at 43. And I'm curious to get your thoughts on this because the Cowboys appear to have a cluster injury situation on the offensive line. Tyler Biotage, mm-hmm. their center, dealing with a hamstring. Zach Martin, their all-pro guard, dealing with an ankle. And then, of course, Tyron Smith pops up yesterday on the injury report dealing with a knee. Uh, why are we still sitting here at Dallas 13 when they have all these issues? up front well I mean Arizona has issues too you know and and I think the number won't move unless Dak Prescott were to come in and Cooper Rush takes over you know you know the center's not going to play in the game Tyler Smith is back he will play but I think he'll be on a pitch count you know they're worried about Tyron Smith being able to stay healthy for the whole game he and Ronnie Stanley are the two players when they play they're good when they but they often don't stay on the field you know Mm -hmm. and this defense takes a blow this week's with losing digs yeah. And that hurts them. You know, that really hurts them. But they're good enough defensively with Gilmore in the back end and, you know, that to take away these receivers and take advantage of a bad offensive line. I mean, that's really what is going to be the case. But we know this about Arizona. They play hard. And, and, and I don't say that in a disparaging way. Not all teams play at a high, high level. They just can't play good for 50 minutes. I mean, so – what, what, what I like what Dallas has done is Dallas has taken the approach. We don't care about stats. We care about winning. We're going to do what we do well, mm-hmm. and we're going to control the line of scrimmage. They get Brandon Cooks back to help C.D. Lamb out to go along with Michael Gallup. So they should be able to play this game from in front and then let that defense rock and roll. 
The total here at Circa is 44, 43 at DraftKings, 43 and a half is the consensus. It, it, 44 feels like an under bet to me based on if Dallas is able to get a lead. Like you mentioned, they don't care about the stats. They're going to care about salting the game away. McCarthy has shown that we're going to keep that clock rolling. I feel like this is, it could play out similar to what we saw last week against the Jets, where maybe it's another 30 to 10 kind of game. And that under goes ahead and cashes. Well, how many points do you think Arizona can score against this defense? I mean, you know, to score against this defense, you're not going to go, you may have one drive where you go 10 plays. Mm-hmm. You may have one drive, and you're going to need a chunk play in those 10. You're going to need a 20-yard gain in there. But how many of the 12 drives that you most often get in an NFL game, how many of them can you go that, that are 10 plays? And if they're 10 plays, that means you've converted three-third downs probably. Mm-hmm. It's hard to do against a really good defense. You know, and so, you know, you might do it in the first quarter. You might do it, in, you know, before. But eventually, the longer the game goes – the harder it is. So how many points do you think they can score with this offense? You know, I I don't know. I don't think they can score more than, let's say they score 17. You know, I I think that's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. So they score 13. I was going to say like 10. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't know how else you could say it, right? Because like when you, like I'm looking here, when you break it down, when I broke this game down, uh, Dallas is, you know, Dallas is really good in the red zone too. Mm-hmm. I mean, Dallas is points per play. They're second in the league on defense. They're first, they're first in the league on defense. They're first in sacks and, and they're really good in the red zone. They're the second best red zone team. Now I don't even think the giants got in the red zone actually. So, you know, and then they played the jets. Did they ever get in there? No. Mm-hmm. So how many points can they score and say the, 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 the Cowboys score 30. To cover this, you you know they got to score fifteen. Yeah, yeah. Which I mean, so like, that yeah. that that's a hard number to take. You know, it's you, it, what you're saying is if you're taking the over, you're saying you're going to get a turnover, you're going to get a pick six or something that's going to increase the score. It's like when 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 in the '80s when I was at the Niners, the game you knew the game was always going to be in the '20s because the the 49er offense was so good, and if the other team turned it over, the game was going to the '30s. And that's kind of how, the, you know, this one is to get that over total into the 30s, Arizona's going to have to turn the ball over a few times and Dallas take advantage of it like the Giants did. Yeah, to me, it feels like an under pass if you're betting the total in this game. And maybe down the line when Cowboys start playing better offenses without digs, maybe you start to see some some overs start to come in in Cowboy games. But this one feels like another under with the Dallas defense playing the way that they're playing you know, and, and given the opposition. And look, McCarthy knows Gannon. You know, he understands what he wants to do. And now with two games of tape on Josh Dobbs and Drew Petzik, the offensive coordinator, Dan Quinn now understands what he's trying to accomplish, which really helps. You know, the first week you're not sure what are they doing. You're kind of trying to defend everything. You end up defending nothing. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. I mean, Cowboys 13-point favorites market expecting them to advance to 3-0. and oh. On South Beach – the Miami Dolphins have been the mm. team of the month. Tua, the te- the quarterback of the month. Two of the MV- We're not MV- even a month in this M- MVP yeah. favorite right yeah. now over at the sportsbooks around six to one. I do not have a ticket. I mean, maybe I wish I did have one now that he's six to one. Uh, but the Dolphins are six point favorites. Total sitting at forty seven and a half here. But there's been interest in Denver that we have highlighted throughout this game here with the uh, the, the high handle on this one. But uh, at DraftKings, we're sitting now at five and a half. So more money coming in on the on the road Broncos. 
Yeah, I mean, look, and the, the, you know, the contest at six and a half. So it's come down since Thursday. It's come down a full point, which tells you there is. Now, Denver's got their injury problems with Justin Simmons and their secondary, but Sertan's healthy, which I think can help them, right? Because with, with Sertan being healthy and Waddle being out, that kind of gives them an advantage. Look, Denver, th- this Miami team is good, but they're, they're a little bit of a situational team in the sense that, A, you got to be able to – they got to stay out of third down. They're not a great execution team on third down. This offensive line hasn't really been exposed, especially inside. And third, you know, they haven't really had a play from behind at all. And they've been able to control the pace of the game. And I think that if Denver can run the football effectively and keep the offense off the field – and we saw the Chargers run the ball effectively on them. I mean, and Vic didn't get out of his seven-man front. Vic kind of played it and felt like, okay, if they run, want to run it, we'll eventually get them in the red zone. We'll stop them, which he kind of did. And they were able to win that game. New England couldn't run the ball on which was disappointing. And Miami ran the ball on New England. And that was really the difference in the game. It wasn't two his throws. It was Morissette's runs. Well, do you trust Vance Joseph and this defense to kind of be able to slow down Miami? Because early returns on this Denver defense haven't been too good. I know the Raider game was lower scoring, but the Raiders were able to move the ball efficiently up and down the yeah, field. They just had the red zone turnover. Like uh, early returns yeah, are not Ra- looking Raiders good. Raiders only had six possessions in that game. Yeah, and it's, you you will go a hundred NFL games before you see one with six <laughs> possessions on the chart. I mean, really, yeah. you it's forever. Like that, that's a rarity. But this game today has to play that way for Denver to win. Mm-hmm. The, it has to play that way. You know, you've got to make Denver. Denver has to control the ball for a while. And Miami's got to tr- control the ball and not give up the big play. Not give up the big play. Because if you can get Miami into a third down game, again, if you get Miami into 14 third downs and you force them to have to execute on third down, now you got a chance. Now you got a chance because right now, as great if if I if you would ask anybody in the national media or anybody out there as a fan, what's Miami's third down uh, third down offense? Where do they rank? They would say, oh, they got to be in the top five. They're twenty second. Their third down defense is 29th. You can throw the ball on Miami. You go right after Xavier Howard. You're going to get a penalty or you're going to get a play. We'll see if Denver goes ahead and does that. Sean Payton, uh, of course, one of the br- most brilliant offensive minds that we have in the league. So uh, I'm suspecting he'll he have a plan. Vic. He'll have a plan. Yeah. He knows Vic. The last time he played Vic, Vic was the head coach at Denver. He was in New Orleans. He ran for over 200 yards against Vic. He yeah. understands it. Now, Vic got away with it in New England because New England's in shotgun all the time. You know, and they're running one-back runs, and they're, they're slanting the line to where they think they're going to run the ball. They're, they're, tr- they're cheating a seven-man front and making it look like an eight, giving up a gap where they don't think it's going to go. You know, the Chargers hit them with it. The Chargers hit them in spots they get. New England didn't. How about Tennessee and Cleveland? This is an interesting game, a game that I have oh, a bet on yeah. that we'll review a little bit later on in the hour. But the Browns, sure three-and-a-half-point yeah. favorites, total sitting at 38, man. What do you, what do you, what do you like in this one? Well, look. You know, everybody's going to make a big deal Chubb not being in the game, which I think is is significant because you don't replace mm-hmm. Chubb. You know, and I, I don't think Ford can replace Chubb. However, that being said, even if Chubb were here, it's going to be hard to run the ball in Tennessee. Tennessee's a really good run defense. But where I like the Cleveland Browns in this game is I think Cleveland's really good on defense. And I think the Tennessee Titans are not good up front. Skronsky, their first-round pick, will not play again today. 
I think their offensive line has issues. I think Tannehill, when he's under a lot of pressure, makes mistakes. I think this Brown team can pressure. I think they can set the edge. I know it's hard for any team that plays Jim Schwartz's defense to run the ball. They're very good at taking away the run. They're outstanding in gap control up front. Now, that being said, you know, what they they can't do is Schwartz understands how to play against Henry. I mean, he was in the building last year. He knows their talent. He knows what they want to do. He knows how they think. He knows they want to make this a close game. And what the Browns have to do is force Tennessee to have to be a dropback pass team, which they cannot do. I mean, if you watch Hopkins closely on tape, if you watch him closely on tape, I'm going to say he's going to have a hard time breaking 4-9. Just going to tell you that. I know he's the number one receiver in the league. I know that. But he's going to have a hard time breaking 4-9. I think you had him at 5-2 last week. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> he looks slow. He does look slow. Slow. Great hand-eye coordination, though. But that's always been his Amazing. thing. Amazing. <laughs> Not a number one receiver either. Yeah. We'll continue to break down the slate on the other side. This is the Lombardi line. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abbefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Stop betting in the dark. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code WINNER to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. 
This is the Lombardi line on the DraftKings Network here on this Sunday afternoon on the East Coast. Sunday morning for us over here on the West Coast. Week three National Football League regular season. We are off and running just a couple couple hours away from kickoff. The actives and inactives will be coming up in the next segment. We'll start to get those trickling in, see who's in, who's out. Yep. If there's any surprises on the list here. But I don't think we're anticipating any surprises. Pretty much everything's been reported. I want to ask you a question. Mm -hmm. Can you control the, the four games YouTube lets you watch in that quad box? They, so they put together different configurations. Like you can't pick and say, I want this game in the, on the left top, on the right top. You can't on the left drag top. it in yeah, there yeah, like you, you could on that. NFL Red Zone. Yeah, you okay. can't do that. Yeah, I wish you could. And I, hopefully maybe next year that they kind of tweak that and then allow us to do that. But instead, it's the configurations that they have like all sorts of different combinations together. And honestly, before kickoff, it's kind of confusing because you're just searching through and it has all the logos. <laughs> like you kind of confuse yourself looking at all the logos hundreds of different times. You're just like, okay, I think I want that. I think I want this. But uh, terrific product. Though, nonetheless, I love the YouTube, the multi-view aspect of it. You know me. I mean, I got I got the four games up on on the monitor. It's uh, it's terrific. You can toggle through the sound, and you never have to listen to a commercial, which is what I love. And we get to consume all the football our hearts desire. Speaking of consuming the football, if there ever Michael was a game that was made for the witching hour, it's the game that's going to be taking place in Minneapolis today. Right now, we have this game: the Vikings a pick'em total fifty-four. It's gonna. I have nothing in terms of a bet on this game, but I can't wait to watch it because you know something special is gonna happen in the Twin Cities. How do you break this one down? Chargers at the Vikings. You, you know, this is one of those where <laughs> I, I started the week saying I think I like the Chargers, you know, and then and then the other side, my my left brain started telling me why to like the Vikings, and my 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 right brain said, oh no, you know, and I went back and forth, and I just think to me when you break the numbers down. I mean, this Charger defense is 30th in the league in points per play allowed, 28th in red zone defense. I mean, for all the conversation about how great they are with their pass rush, they're just 14th in the league, and they played against the Titans last week, whose offensive line struggles, right? Mm -hmm. So for as much as I think the Chargers will move the ball, I think the Vikings will move the ball. And this is one of those where I don't care what side you picked, it could go the other way. It could go the other way. It could a bounce of the ball one way or the other. And I still think Kevin O'Connell's the lucky guy. I think mm. he'll put on his lucky socks today. You think so? And that scared me. So I, I, I kind of didn't want to touch this game at all. Didn't want to touch it at all. All last year, O'Connell had the horseshoe, you know where. Now, the first couple yeah. weeks, I don't know if it's missing, what's going on. They've been losing a lot of fumbles. The fumble luck hasn't quite gone their way, and the regression has kicked in, but there's still a little bit more, I think, left uh, a little bit more meat on that regression bone after what we saw a season ago. But if he, if he finds the horseshoe, boy, <laughs> good luck, Chargers. I mean, both these teams, Michael, just from a big picture standpoint, sitting here at 0-2, and it's kind of a silly question to say, all right, who needs the game more? Because they both need it equally. But, man, especially as it pertains to the Chargers and everything going on with Brandon Staley and going back to last season and how that one ended, it really feels like the clock is ticking and the seat is getting rather warm, if not scorching hot. Well, I don't know how the seat wasn't warm at the end of last year, but it wasn't. You know, I mean, how many – I mean, after that Jacksonville game, did anybody think he was going to keep his job other than Dean Spanos? Yeah. I sure as hell didn't. I didn't. You know, and he did. So, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I think they feel like he's doing a wonderful job. If you ask all the analytical community, they'll tell you he's the best coach in the league. So I don't know what to say. All I know is his expertise is defense. And when I look at what they do defensively, you know, I don't think they're very good. You know, they're third, like I said, they're 30th in point. They're 15th on third down defense, 
14th in sack per play. Fourth quarter, they're 16th offensively, and they're 20th defensively. I mean, tell me where they're good. Tell me where they're good. I mean, they play Tennessee, who, you know, struggled. They scored, what, 15 points against New Orleans, all field goals? I mean, they gave up two explosive plays to Tennessee, a 70-yarder to Burks and a 49-yarder to Moore. I mean, like, how do you do that? I mean, that's the only reason. And then they don't manage the game correctly in overtime. They had a worst two-minute drill in football. I mean, Holy Spirit High School probably has a better two-minute drill than they did. <laughs> yeah. And the, and the Chargers, the only thing you'd want to tip your cap with with the Chargers is that they have a great quarterback, but even he hasn't played great so far through he the couple He has bonehead of plays. Yeah. I mean, he makes mistakes. Like, why you know, the, the grounding penalty against Miami? That's bad. That They should win the Miami. I mean, for all the talk we're talking about Miami – they should win the if they should win that game. I'm telling you, if, if Bill Parcells would have flown in at at, at the two minute drill of the, of the Dolphin game, they probably win it. I know this: if he would have if he would have been involved with the two minute drill in the Tennessee game, they win it. Just think about that for a second. Just think about that: if they would have had a legitimate coach in the last two games, and just in the final two minutes, just like you know how you go get a reliever, get that. You know how that baseball used to have those baseball cap golf carts. Bring them in. Here comes Parcells on a golf cart. You know, here he comes. Okay, Staley, you sit over here. Parcells going to take over the team now. They're two and zero. Let's bring in the closer. <laughs> yeah, bring in the closer. We're going to bring Parcells in. He got closer. He got nothing to do. He's in Jupiter. Give us a couple hours. We'll fly you back. Parcells, you know. <laughs> Walking here out he comes like, in on the golf cart with the Charger helmet. You know, we'll win the game. Got enter the Sandman plan. We got it's like it's Mariano Rivera closing things down in the 2000s. Yeah, get out. <laughs> you know, loosen his arm up a little bit. You know, like put the headset on. Okay, I'm ready to go now. Yeah. Let's go. All right, here's what we're gonna do. Tough situation for the Bolts out there, and uh, this is gonna be like a virtual playoff game because you go to zero and three, your season's <laughs> probably done. Are so. you gonna put this in the main screen? I'm not going to go main screen, but I'll have it on one of the TVs that will have a little bit of audio to it because I just want to keep tabs well, the, on what's going on. I don't know how you do that. So, like, for me, I don't know what's going to be on. The Eagles play Monday night. So, mm-hmm. here in the Philadelphia market, I don't know what's going to be on CBS and Fox at 1 o'clock. Mm-hmm. I guess when I get home, I'll figure it out. Yeah, that's a good but question. I have to put one of those games on my regular TV because direct TV, I can't watch those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's a good question. I don't know how you do that. Like, yeah, because because the Raiders are Sunday night, so I don't know what the local game is going to be here for us here in right. Vegas. So that's good. Whatever the local game is, like I I think we're getting New York, we're getting the New England the Jets here. So that'll yeah. be on my that'll be on the one screen, and then I'll have the other one. I'll have the other ones where I can flip back and forth. Well, I will be uh, with one of the screens having Saints and the Packers on. No bet in the game, but I think it's just an interesting game to see what this Green Bay offense looks like. Home opener for the Packers at Lambeau Field. Packers one-point favorites, total 41 and a half. I'm sure some people went ahead and teased the Saints up when it was at one and a half. South Point has a one and a half, so you can go ahead and get the Saints up to seven and a half if you so choose. But this is another one of these pick-the-winner games with a team involved from the NFC North. Yeah, and look, I ran my numbers. I think Green Bay is a good team. I mean, I think when you look at Green Bay on all across the board, turnover margin, rating, offensive line, red zone offense, you know, third down, they're really good. You know, points per play offense are the best team in the league, points per play. Defensively, they're 10th. Now, where they fell apart last week was in the fourth quarter on offense and defense. But when you look at the Saints, I mean, red zone, they're not good. Points per play offense, they're not very good. And they give up in car when the play breaks down. Can they protect? I think this is a good matchup for Green Bay. I really do. I like it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, a home opener, I, th- 
I don't know if Aaron Jones is going to play, but there's a bunch of injuries for the Saints that I think is going to affect them that I think, you know, obviously that, that could cause some problems. And I think when you play up there, Femi, yeah, I don't, we don't talk enough about the, the, the grass and how challenging it is sometimes if you don't wear the right cleats up on that field to really generate pass rush. To create a pass rush up there, it's hard to do because you slip and slide. And, you know, they just paid Granderson a ton of money, and I don't think he's going to play. I think he's hurt. So I think that's an issue. Yeah, we saw that the grass being an issue for the Vikings last December. I remember that was a storyline. The Viking fans were mad, like, oh, they must have watered the field and da-da-da-da-da. It's like, no, like the grass is always slick up there. You got to make sure you're ready to go, which is weird because the Vikings, they go up there every year. Like, how are you not prepared for this to wear the right, right cleats and all that stuff? I'm still one of the more strange situations that we saw a season ago. It's the same on their practice field, Femi. Their practice field's made with the same configuration of grass. See, it's got artificial turf in it. It's a grass field with artificial strains in it. I don't. I'm look. I'm not a grass guy. I don't even cut my own grass. Sodfather. <laughs> I've never owned. A, I've never owned a lawnmower in my life, and I'm very proud of it. I never will. But the fact is, you know that there's artificial turf in there. So I don't know how it is, but they slip. But they don't slip. It is like an ice rink at times, especially yeah. early. I've seen tape where the kicker opening kickoff just falls flat on his butt. You live in an HOA? Do they take care of the grass for you guys out there in Ocean City? That's no, called a gardener. You know, it's called a gardener. You can bring him Go over, let him cut it. He's got, you know, look, why not? Help the, yeah. you know, it's help the economy. I can't do it. You want me out there trimming? Stimulate the economy is the excuse. I love it. Uh, and I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm not trying to cut grass, to be honest. So uh, I'll be sitting there watching football instead of doing that stuff. But uh, I think this is an interesting game uh, for the for New Orleans. It just feels like through two weeks, I know they're 2-0. and but I haven't been impressed with what I've seen in that 2-0. Defensively, yeah, they've, they've looked good. The, the, the front's pretty good and all that. But now they go up against a pretty good offensive line. But I'm curious to see what the actives and inactives look like because Aaron Jones questionable, David Bakhtiari questionable, coming Christian next. Watson questionable as well. Those are coming up next. We'll get you all that information as well as the Michael Lombardi power rankings, top five quarterbacks, bottom five quarterbacks after the break. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. VEASAN shows are clashing. We've got a subscription contest going between the shows here at VEASAN, and we need your help to win. At stake is a $1,000 voucher at Circus Sportsbook to be used on a Super Bowl futures ticket, and to sweeten the deal for you, you'll save 10% when you sign up for a new VEASAN Pro annual subscription and use promo code LOMBARDI. Bragging rights and a juicy futures ticket is on the line. It's time to start betting smarter and help us do the same. Visit VEASAN.com slash subscribe to sign up for a new VEASAN Pro annual subscription. Save 10% with promo code LOMBARDI. That's VSIN.com slash subscribe. Get on that, folks. Promo code Lombardi. You heard it here first. Uh, welcome back. This is the Lombardi line on the DraftKings Network. Femi Abebefe, Michael Lombardi here with 30 minutes to go in the show. The actives and inactives, Michael, are starting to trickle out. So let's give an update before we get to your power rankings and your top five and bottom five quarterbacks for the Green Bay Packers. ESPN's Adam Sheffer reporting that Aaron Jones, Christian Watson, and David Bakhtiari are all inactive. So the Packers will be without wide receiver one. RB1 and their best offensive lineman once again here. So this is a, a Packers team that struggled to stay healthy. And once again, here we, there they are as a one-point favorite. But despite that, they uh, do not have three of their better players. 
Yeah, I mean, but I think, you know, to be honest with you, when you read the Green Bay papers and the Milwaukee papers this week, Friday Watson was not really with the team on the Friday practice, and neither was Aaron Jones. And if that's the case, you know, they they give it that go before Sunday morning, but you know they're not going to play. And if you can't practice on Friday, it's hard to put you in a game on Sunday unless you're a veteran. Like like Hopkins is going to be on the injury list all year for the Titans, but we know he's going to play. We know he's going to play unless he's had something else because he's managing the injury. He's managing the injury. He's not dealing. He's not having to deal with the injury. Also, check this out. I didn't see this one coming either. Uh, Stacey Dales also reported Jair Alexander also inactive for the Green Bay Packers in this game. So now they're no, that one corner. I did not see. Yeah, I, I didn't see that. I did coming. not see that one. So I, that's I, a new one. Let me. Because I, I, I was, go here. I remember looking at the the injury report throughout the week, and I don't think he was ever on it as like a DNP or anything like that. Maybe I misread something, but Jair Alexander, yeah, he was limited. He was limited all week with a back injury. Okay, but when when it said limited, you kind of feel like okay, he's going to go. Yeah, Rashard Gary was limited with a knee. You know, Van Ness was limited with an elbow, but he didn't go. See this this is when. You get in trouble, you know, and and mm. Green Bay is going to, you know, that that's that's one of their key cover guys in the back end. Be a tough game for Green Bay. Now I regret yeah. giving out uh, Green Bay as a play. You gave that out on Russo. I did. Well, I did. Hold on to your butt, I guess. <laughs> that one. Yeah. We'll, see, we'll, see, we'll see how that goes with the Green Bay Packers. But Jair Alexander is out. Also of note, uh, J.C. Jackson for the Chargers, healthy scratch, healthy and active there. So uh, it's funny. I don't think J.C. Jackson is healthy. I think when J.C. Okay. Jackson signed with the Chargers, I made it clear when he did sign that his knee was a problem. One of the reasons they didn't sign him in New England was because of the knee and because of the, the problems that were ongoing. So, like, you know, I don't think he's been. Then he had the bad injury last year. Mm-hmm. He is not. I mean, the fact that they tried to put him on, on, on Tyreek Hill – I mean, it just shows you, like, what are we thinking about? Like, what are we thinking about? It's like yesterday I tweeted out, if, if I'm coaching Jalen Milrow and I'm in the red zone, I, I'm telling you, I'm not letting him run a drop back pass. I don't care. I'm going to sprint him out, high low it, run the corner, threaten him. Because when you, when you do that in all that zone, you know, it gives him – he's trying to fit the ball into places when the field's really condensed and tight. That it doesn't work. I can remember reading the the season on the brink with Bob Knight when Steve Alford's running a fast break, and he ru- throws a bounce pass to Uve Blob, and Uve Blob stumbles it, and it goes out of bounds. And Knight goes ballistic on Alford, ballistic on Alford, saying like, "You know who he is. Why would you do that? Well, you know who J.C. Jackson is. Why would you put him on that? It's the same thing. You know who Milrow is. Why would you call that play?" And I think sometimes we lose sight of that. Like we lose sight of that as, as, as observers. And I think the coaches lose sight of it because yeah. why? The coaches can simply say, well, you know, I had him on him. We had him covered. He just couldn't do it. It's the player's fault. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like what, if somebody has shown you that they have a deficiency, why continue to tap into that? It's a, it's a fair question to ask. Also, uh, news on the Jets' offensive line as it pertains to the Patriots game. So it'll be Mekhi Becton at left tackle, as we suspected. Lakin Tomlinson at left guard. Connor McGovern at center. Joe Tippmann at right guard. And then Elijah Vera Tucker will kick out and play right tackle for the New York Jets, uh, usually at guard, but he has that position t- flex. Right. Tippin, it's, you know, Tippin's a center by trade, so that's going to be interesting to see how he does out there, too. So. 
Yep, that's the uh, some of the inactive and active news here. We'll let you know on some other stuff as it trickles in. But let's get to Michael Lombardi's power rankings heading into Sunday's week three slate. 13 games on the card today. Uh, let's start at the top. Who is your top team in the NFL heading into week three? Well, this is the first week that I kind of really just let the I let the 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 numbers speak for themselves. I didn't really rearrange it. Uh, I just kind of let it kind of migrate it from the first week. And hold on, let me get my numbers out. And obviously, Dallas has played. San Francisco and Dallas have played the best of of anybody. And so, you know, my numbers started with Dallas, whose numbers are incredible. Now, understanding they played the Sinatra Open, mm-hmm. so you know you got to temper that. San Francisco, Buffalo's numbers were surprising. Philly, the same way. Uh, Baltimore, Kansas City, Green Bay, Cleveland, and then Tampa. You know, a lot of people are on Tampa against Philly this week because mm-hmm. Tampa's numbers are good, and a lot of people are taking Atlanta against Detroit because Atlanta's numbers are good. So those are my top ten teams in the league. Miami's is just on the outskirts of it, and then you know there's a bunch of teams in that twenty that are in the pack. But to me, this is all number numerical based. You get a number, and you're assigned a number, and that number indicates the power ranking, which takes away the subjectivity of it which takes away bias, which, which you want to do in handicapping. You want to take away bias. Two things you want to do handicapping games. You want to take away risk as much as you can. Now, you can't be risk averse, but you have to have risk control. There's a difference, right? Yep. you got to understand what you're risking and what you can control as opposed to risk, risk aversion where you just say, well, that game's too hard to figure out. I avoid it. Before we get to your top five and bottom five quarterbacks, I want to ask you this about Tampa. Is there a potential to where – Tampa 2023 is similar to what we saw with Seattle 2022. I I can't see Baker making the same jump that Geno did. It's tough. When I watch Baker, I still don't say, wow, he's really improved. Last week, he did a great job. He was sacked twice and got out of it and made a play. I credit him for doing it. Mm -hmm. I'm just not there on Baker yet. Like, Like, I think all these people that are taking Tampa based on numbers, I think Philly will have a, will give them a hard trouble because Philly's defensive front now hasn't played well all year. And they've got no sacks from Riddick. They've got one and a half sacks from Sweat. You know, they haven't really dominated up front. This is the game they're going to have to dominate up front. Yeah, it's it's tough. But, uh, but I also go back to September of last year where I was like, I don't know if I can get there with Geno Smith, and they ended up making the playoffs. So it, it, I, yeah. I think Tampa's well, I mean, a look, fascinating team. They, they you know, you might be right, Femi. I mean, look, if Mayfield continues down this path, I mean, he's not playing great, but he's not hurting them either, which mm-hmm. is, which is as, you know, he's avoiding losing, which is important. Plus, they play good defense. They do. They, they do. play good defense. Right. I mean, their numbers are good. Let's get to your top five quarterbacks for this week here in the NFL. Uh, one through five, what do you like? Well, I, I basically, I did this strictly on this year. So last week, I just had the – I had the quarterbacks just on, you know, coming in from last year to this year, and then I kind of kept it the same. So, But now that we've had a week to really kind of take a look at it, you know, for me it's Mahomes, it's Lamar Jackson I think is playing out of his mind. I thought Josh Allen was really good last week. I thought he ran the offense effectively. He didn't try to be the hero. I thought Tua's playing really well. I don't think Jalen Hurts is playing as good as he did last year but he's still their offense. I mean, everything gravitates and runs through Jalen Hurts. So those are my top five quarterbacks. I felt like that when I watched the tape, they really were. They kind of jumped off to me. You know, no Herbert in here, no Burrow in here. Well, you know, I mean, they haven't played their best football yet, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you can't make it up. 
you know, no Kirk Cousins in here. Not that he may not be in there. No, no, you know, and so you can't just invent a guy to come in there and do it. Obviously, with Rodgers being out. How about your bottom five? The bottom five quarterbacks ending into week three. Yeah, I mean, Mac Jones, I don't think is playing well. I mean, I think there's such situations, but to me, anticipation, he's got to play. He's got to deliver. Quarterback's got to deliver. Same thing with Pickett. Now, you know, there's a big conversation. Well, you know, is it's it's always Matt Canada's fault. Maybe so. But Pickett, you know, protected the ball last year, and their defense carried him. So far in the first two games, that hasn't been the case. Mm-hmm. Watson, not accurate enough for me. He needs to really step it up. He cannot – if the Browns are going to win 10 games – Watson can't be the 30th-ranked quarterback in the league. He's got to jump it up. And then Fields and Wilson speak for themselves. I mean, Wilson just, to me, even though the fourth-quarter interceptions were not good, he can't string together five, six, seven, eight plays to really create problems. There's not enough consistency. And I think the volume of the games the, the wears on him. And I don't think he has the mental toughness to be able to endure. And then Fields, I just don't think Fields can throw the football from the pocket like he doesn't trust what he sees. How about that class of 2021, those quarterbacks? Three of those guys in your bottom five, Mac Jones, Justin Fields, Zach Wilson. Of course, Trevor Lawrence, though, one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL. That yeah, and, out for and Jackson. One of them's one of them's third, fourth, and the other fourth one, Lance, is there. He's, he's an emergency QB for the Cowboys. Yeah. We'll wrap up the show and run down the board on the other side. This is the Lombardi line on the DraftKings Network. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abbafei, on VSEN, the sports betting network. 
We're back with another week of football and DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw five down on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away an instant winner. Football's more fun when you're in on the action. So download the app now and sign up with code Vegas. New customers can bet just $5 to get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code Vegas. The crown is yours. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi line final segment here on the DraftKings network as we're running down the board here as we got 15 minutes left to go in the show still an hour until kickoff. So let's go down the board each and every game 13 of them on this slate and we'll start in the Twin Cities Michael where the Vikings mm. are now a pick them the total down to 53 and a half. So some money coming in on the under as we're approaching kickoff here. I think the over got too high, right? So it started mm-hmm. out, and now it's coming back to where it originally began. I think it was at 51 and a half it started, and now it's at 54. So you could see some under money coming in because of where it was set. A lot of money on a lot of tickets on this game. I would take the Chargers here. It, it, it it's, to me, was my first instinct. I don't trust Minnesota. I don't trust the Chargers. I can't believe I'm saying that, but I had the Chargers <laughs> as a one point. I mean, look. You know what it's like. I mean, I feel you, Charger fans. I really yeah, do. I do. Look, I, I think we. I think the idea I had earlier, Femi, golf cart, parcels, put them in it, Charger helmet, bring them in, two minutes to go in the game, let them take it over. Bring in the closer. But you do know that the bring horseshoe, the, the horseshoe, though, is, is, is just around the corner I, for our I guy, Kevin O'Connell. I against the horseshoe. <laughs> the horseshoe I'm scared of the horseshoe. i got to be honest. I, I, I'm worried about it. I, I told you, if I was Dirk Stevens, I wouldn't let this guy in my casino. There's no chance. Yeah, all the money he stole from people last year. Gosh, let's go to Cleveland, oh, though. <laughs> the Browns are three-and-a-half-point favorites, total 38. This is one of my picks. I like Cleveland today. I really like Cleveland today. I think Cleveland is the better team. They're more talented. Uh, they Watson's going to have to play well, but if they can make Ryan Tannehill play from behind, but Ryan Tannehill could help Cleveland score points. Now, Greg Newsom, the corner's not going to play for Cleveland, which is a, I don't know if it's a problem in this game because who's the receiver that you fear the most, you know, Burks. So I, I like Cleveland. I think Schwartz makes a difference for Cleveland. I do not think Henry will run the ball. I think Tannehill will struggle to stay clean and consistent and not turn it over. Yeah, your line, you had this at 4.47. The current line's three and a half. Uh, Cleveland was a bet for me as well in this game. Just from a, a personal money standpoint, I laid three. Didn't play it in the contest, though. Texans at the Jaguars. Jacksonville, a seven and a half point favorite, despite all the injuries for Houston on the O-line and in the secondary total, 43 and a half. Yeah, I, I mean, Everett, the money's coming in crazy on Houston. I can't understand it. I don't. It, it doesn't make sense to me. Why? I know at eight and a half, maybe that's a good number or nine, but now it's seven and a half. If Jacksonville can't win now, we know this. Jacksonville struggles. This is one of Stormy's. I think this is both of Stormy's um, survivor picks. We learned that yesterday, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, these games typically interdivision are close, but the last time Jacksonville played Houston, they dominated. I'm going to go with, I'll go to Jacksonville later points. Yeah. Uh, No play for me in this game. I'll root for Stormy, though. We got to keep the dream alive. I didn't play this either. I didn't play. Well, I, I'm. I didn't play this yeah. either. Yeah, but you, I, I would give a side. I give a side out. Kind of what I would lean towards. It's not a play. It's a lean. All right. Uh, to the Meadowlands. I don't play Jets. anyway, so it doesn't matter. You know. Yeah. Jets are two and a half point home underdogs against New England Patriots. Total thirty five. Lowest total that we've seen this NFL season. There will be weather out there in the Meadowlands. 
I saw a player warming up. It didn't look as bad, but I think it's coming in. It was nice this morning. I actually walked the dogs this morning, so that was a good thing. Yeah. Look, I, I, this is a, this is a must win for New England. They can't go 0-3. They've got to play better. They've got to be able to, to create turnovers. They've got to avoid losing. I would take the Jets and the points if it's three, though. I would. I think this is a close game. Stay away from me here. I think these are two teams, Spider-Man meme. They're just pointing at each other, looking at each other. Similar strengths, similar weaknesses. Saints at the Packers. Green Bay now a one-point underdog after no Jair Alexander, no Bakhtiari, no Aaron Jones, and no Christian Watson. New Orleans road chalk now total 41 and a half. Yeah, I like Green Bay here. I think Green Bay, I, I think Green Bay will do a good job of moving the football. And I think, I know Alexander's being out, but I think they'll put pressure on Carr and make some mistakes. I think this game's going to come down to the fourth quarter, though. Let's go down to South Beach here, where the Miami Dolphins are six-point favorites, total 47 and a half. Yeah, I liked it. I, I, I was uh, I love Denver. I gave it out as one of my plays on Pat McAfee this week. It was six and a half when I gave it out at McAfee. Um, so I like it, obviously. I still like it at six. I, 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 this is not a knock on Miami at all. I just think this will be a field goal game in the fourth quarter. I think Denver has to make it a field goal game. I think Sean Payton will tr- will be able to take advantage of some of the things Miami are not good at doing defensively and keep it to the fourth. Yeah, your line right now, 3.83. This was a contest play for me. I went ahead and went Broncos plus six and a half in the contest in this game. Bills at the Commanders. We're down to five and a half as a consensus line in favor of Buffalo. Total 44. I'll take the Bills in the five and a half. I mean, look, uh, I, I think... I mean, that's a lean. Again, I didn't make mm-hmm. this an official play. I would take a, the Bills only because I think there's too much money coming on Washington. Washington's offensive line, to me, is still problematic. Yeah, it is a problematic offensive line, but I did go ahead and back the commanders in the contest. Plus six and a half is a play for me. Your line has 4.23. I think that's more so the accurate number. Like, this should be around four and a half or so, I think. Uh, Buffalo going into what is going to be a pretty raucous environment at Landover, Maryland. To Detroit, we haven't talked about this game much. The Lions, three-point favorites at home against the Falcons, total 47. Yeah, the Lions' number, Atlanta's numbers are better than the Lions. And and I have the Lions actually as as three-point favorites in the game. You know, because of that, because of their numbers and what they've accomplished. Now, what worries me is the weakness of Detroit's are secondary. The weakness of Atlanta is throwing the football. But I would take Atlanta. I'm going to get three points. I'll take Atlanta. I get played three and a half. I'll take Atlanta. I played three with Detroit in the contest. So I'm laying the three here. I think this could be a bounce back spot here. A little bit of overreaction from what we saw a week ago against the Seattle Seahawks, where they turned the ball over three times. Ravens at home against the Indianapolis Colts. Baltimore, a seven and a half point favorite in this game. Total 43. Yeah, I gave it out at eight. I like the Colts only because this is a play for me. As long as it's over seven, it's a good play because I think the Colts will keep the game close. I think Baltimore will win because I think Lamar's playing well. Yep. No play for me in this game here, but uh, I will tell the people who picked Baltimore and Survivor, hold on to your butts later on this afternoon. Seahawks hosting the Panthers. Seattle five-point favorites. Total 42.5. No Bryce Young. Andy Dalton at QB1 here for Carolina. Yeah, I mean, this is not a play for me. I would lean towards Carolina here only because I think they'll execute the up. They can run the football. They're going to be a three. I think it's a three-point game. I really do. Mm-hmm. Not that I think Carolina's a great team, but with Dalton, at least they can run it. I had us a 2.5 game. You know, with the Seahawks, so I'm getting all these points. I'll take Carolina. I took Carolina in the contest. Panthers plus six and a half is a play for me. Cardinals now down to 12 point underdogs. It was 13 when we started the show. Now 12 against the Dallas Cowboys. Total 43 and a half. I think a lot of that's because the offensive line. No play for me. If I had a lean, I would lean Dallas and lay the points. Yeah, I would lean under, actually. I don't bet a lot of totals, but if I had to, I would bet under 44 if you can find that wherever you do your betting. 
Kansas City, a 12 and a half point favorite at home against the Chicago Bears, total 48. Mr. Matt Nagy ball. I, I, I would take, look, I, I like, it's a no play for me. I had it as, as the Chiefs, I think, right around the number, if I'm not mistaken. I would take, if I had to play it, I would take Chicago just because I feel Ooh. like Chicago, the Kansas City doesn't cover. I think this defense is really good. I had 11.7 line in the game. It's 12 and a half. I would lean towards taking the points, but it's a no play for me. All right. Number edge there on Chicago. Nothing for me in that game. Raiders Sunday night football. The atmosphere will be electric on the strip over at Allegiant Stadium. Three point favorites. Total 43 and a half against Pittsburgh. Yeah, well, it's a no play for me. I mean, I, you know, I'm rooting for the Raiders. Yep. I'm surprised not more people are all over the Steelers, to be honest with you. Three is a lot of points. I mean, I think that's an overreaction of Pittsburgh. I think this will be a really close game. I think it goes down to it. The Raiders must run the football. I mean, they must run the ball. They must. They must be able to run the ball. I'm not saying they should go in the game and run it. They must be able to run the ball. Yeah, Jacobs off to a slow start this season, led the league in rushing a year ago. Well, he's got like, what, 50 yards or so total through two weeks? Or yeah, I mean, like they haven't that. been able to get it. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Got to get that corrected. Uh, my final play in the contest is a Monday night football game. I took the three with the Rams. Uh, I don't anticipate Burrow playing in this game. And if he doesn't play, I think that should be like a pick uh, with Jake Browning starting at quarterback for Cincinnati. So we'll see what eventually find out later on tomorrow uh, what the status is for Joe Burrow. But I went Rams plus three there for Monday night football. We'll give our Monday night thoughts, of course, on tomorrow's show and on the GM Shuffle podcast where you can get wherever you get your podcast. A new episode dropping in your feed tomorrow morning. Uh, who does Leo like? I mean, I know last week he knocked me out of Survivor there with the Ravens, but... Uh, I didn't get his picks today. I got to get. I have to get him. Yeah, I got. I got all of Dominic's picks. I didn't get his. You know, Millie's out there in Las Vegas with them, so I, I didn't get all those picks. But <laughs> Dominic circles all the games. I know. He, well, he's obviously likes the Raiders, but I think he did like the Colts and the points. I think that was one of his. He was all over. Yeah. Dominic, but he was me, asking his mother about the money line. I was so gonna who say. knows? I mean, I. I think she's trying to keep him out of it. You know, it's like okay. <laughs> Going to get Dominic's Moneyline Parlay of the Week. Uh, here are Michael's picks, though, to recap them. Broncos plus six. Browns laying the three. Colts plus eight with Gardner Minshew at quarterback Anthony Richardson in the concussion protocol. Uh, let's buckle up, buddy. Week three, we're here. We're going to have a lot of fun. Get that YouTube TV fired up, man. You bet. I can't wait, Femi. It's a good day. Good day to be a football fan. Got to love it. A great weekend. I mean, the weekends are so good. You don't move. No cutting the grass for me, family. No cutting the grass. <laughs> Call the HOA. Brent Musburger's countdown to kickoff coming up next here on the DraftKings Network. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Avito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets 
and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.